Alright, so when we last left our intrepid heroes, they had climbed down the the hole underneath the hag's hut and began exploring and was met with an awful lot of resistance. But you continued to press on and you killed another hag and a bunch of orcs and some zombies and then as you were coming back into a room there was a single orc and he threw down his weapon drops to his knees and puts his hands on his head. Oh yeah, that was cool. Is he considered helpless? I mean, he's on his knees with his hands on his head. What you do from here is your decision. Adara would like to tie him up. Is he considered helpless? Could we just kill him if we wanted to? I mean, if you wanted to. (laughs) Then he does. Oh. Alright. Can we talk to him or anything first? Does he speak any language any of us speak? Before we... We don't know. He's dying. (laughs) Maybe someone should ask him something first. Just to be sure. If not, we'll just kill him anyways. So Adara takes two steps towards him to uh, tie him up and then an arrow goes right past and into his brain. Well, there goes that. I'll stop stop when when it's suggested, but I was going to slit his throat. I don't want to risk damaging his precious head. It's worth some money. I just assumed you were good enough you could shoot him right through the eyeball. (laughs) But good point. Maybe. No, a truly great archer can shoot an arrow in one eye and out the other. <laughs> Bro. It's not how physics works. <laughs> I saw wanted. They curve bullets. Oh my god, there's so many things wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Don't worry, the uh, green arrow will figure it out. Yeah. No kidding. Anyways, I don't speak orc, so this is beyond me. I don't either. When you move, when you move forward to approach, to tie him up, and you have the rope in your hands, he moves his hands from his head and uh, puts them out in front of him, making it easier for you to tie him up. Excellent. I do so, and then. I will ask him in common, do you understand my words? While she's doing that, I'll begin the ritual cast of Comprehend Languages. It'll oh. take ten minutes. Brilliant. He, he looks at you as you speak and goes, Greg knows some words. Please, no kill, Greg. Adara is going to be a massive asshole now and look at K2 because K2 is also large and be like, do you speak what he speaks? (laughs) What does he speak? A little bit of common, but it's quite rough. Yeah. As he's looking back and forth. Grick will go. Go. Grick will do what is asked. 
Oh, where good. will Grick go? Grick will go where Grick is told to go. If Grick is spared, Grick owes you life debt. Grick must follow for one year to protect. Tempting. What's down the tunnel? <laughs> down the tunnel. You don't want to go there. Down the tunnel leads to... Do you want to know about the end? Or down the tunnel itself? Both? Both. Good, good. Um, the tunnel leads to... To village... Where... Quick... Friends live. But... Grick does not want to be down underground. Grick does not like it. But... She makes Chief tell us to do so. And who is she? He, he turns and he's, he almost like you can see the contempt in this guy's eyes as he's talking. Ugly skinny lady who bewitched Chief. Chief Tulak. She takes him into her bed. Makes him think she, she, she must cast spell on him. Because she is... He looks around. She is ugly. Adara nods. Totally accepts this explanation. So perhaps we but need to get a... rid of her. That would be good, but Tulak would tell everyone to kill you. And Tulak is strong. He's the chief because he killed the last chief. Tulak broken, broken skull. But you are strong. And yet you saw what we did to all those that opposed us. And you decided to not fight us because you knew we were strong. You do not think that we could take on the chief? Fight him, yes. Fight all of tribe? Mm, probably not. There are many. But... You... If you could just fight him. He starts, like, scratching his head with his tied-up hands. Tulak rules because Tulak is strong. But you are strong. You can see he's, he's thinking, trying to formulate a plan. And it's also very obvious that his intelligence isn't very high. Adara's going to turn to her party now and uh, just kind of motion them closer. And she's going to eye K2 a little bit and say, perhaps one of us needs to challenge this chief in single combat. All of a sudden, Grick looks up. Just good idea. <laughs>
Is this like what did you think of that situation? What's that? Is this a kill what you keep kind of situation? He looks confused. Kill what you keep. Mm. If right. you kill chief, then you are chief. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I mean, I guess you could keep dead chief if you want. Kind of want the head too, or they want the head. Grick will serve. Grick will. Grick will help. How will you help? I. He pauses. Thinks I can guide, and and I know where where skinless people hide. Interesting. Skinless people? She has made people with no skins. Makes them walk around, do things. He shudders. They not... They not pretty. That does not sound pretty. How many of those are there out here? Out here? Should be four. And the big one. What's the big one? Oh, the big one. Don't worry. He's not a problem. His job is to hold up the foundation of the tower. Where's his tower? He points up and kind of like off to the side. Is on cliff above, above Grick Village. Where's Grick Village? At end of tunnel. What is it? Is it your home? Yes, my home. Other, other orcs. I have little daughter. Grickelda. One moment, I just go talk to my friends. He nods. Do you think we could take down the leg of some giant creature and break down a whole town, guy? Absolutely. I'd be opposed to the genocide of a full group of people, but at the same time, could solve all our problems in one fell swoop. I agree. Plus, toppling the tower may not destroy the entire town, but it would make a statement, and it would bring out the hag. Let me know when my spell is ready there, Caleb. It's it's ready by this point. You guys have been chatting for a few minutes. All right, so finish casting spells. All right, so what's going on now? 
our friend just informed us that there's a giant thing holding up their town. Like a living thing? Undead-ish. Hmm. And I'm leaning back, pretending I'm taking credit for all this. <laughs> Alright. So, what's the plan? Because it's not really in our contract to wipe out the orc town. Yeah. I don't think we'll get much extra money just for a bunch of orcs that are really related to our particular problem. Other option is we challenge the chieftain and maybe take over the tribe and have them at our command. And then, I don't want to run a tribe. And then, well, but that would be really cool. <laughs> We'd have free free labor for the ship. <laughs> yeah, until somebody bigger and stronger than us kills us and takes over. Ah, we <laughs> hire someone else to do that, and if that happens, fuck it, we don't really care too much. Anyways. Well, currently we have one laborer for the ship if we're going to keep him alive. So we can challenge the chief and, if successful, take over an entire tribe of orcs and then either keep said tribe or hand off chieftain. Um, we could try and get in there without um, being noticed so we can get to the hag and then free the village. But there's a good chance we'd be spotted at some point and have to fight a bunch of angry orcs under the command of the hag. Or we chop off a leg or something of the creature that's holding up a tower that is above the village. And maybe that will draw out the hag and current chieftain, maybe? Well, not if the village is under rocks. Yeah, true. Might just be fun to topple a tower, though, for the hell of it. Well, if we if we want to, I can make two people invisible. We can sneak in there, and then... I think I have that invisibility spell as well. So, and then we can sneak in there, just kill the hag, take her head, get out, inform the town of the orc village there, and let them decide what they want to do with it. Yeah, assuming as soon as I, because I'm pretty sure the way the spell works, as soon as we do something, we get, we're seen. Yeah. So people might see us on our escape. And then before we do any of that stuff, does anybody need a rest? A short rest won't help me much, but. Honestly, I'm thinking that maybe we should call it a night pick this up tomorrow I would normally agree however um, these orcs are going to be missed it's most likely some kind of scouting party or a guard party when they don't report back this whole tunnel system could be swarming with orcs mm-hmm. and I'm pretty good in spells so I could do either my fo- my hit points are full okay I don't I don't I don't like the idea of moving in right now but I don't see that we have a whole lot of time one second. I'm going to walk back to our friend. He looks up with a smile. Yes. How long until people miss you? He, he 
people won't miss me for he kind of pauses and goes till sundown but but I should tell you that that she was down here and she went down the tunnel I saw her as I was coming towards you and then I saw how powerful you were when I don't want to die here? around the time that I heard you guys crashing and he looks around doing all of this <laughs> okay one second okay walk so, back to the group so she knows we're here yep okay this become a more pressing matter then Adara's gonna swing her double-bladed scimitar around in her hands all fancy and then be like well then perhaps we should go As a party, you're planning on heading down the, uh, continuing down the tunnel system? I don't know. <laughs> Were any of these orcs wearing, like, plate mail or some sort of the armor? Um, a couple of them had mismatched bits of armor that you could scavenge off of them if that's what you're looking for. That and a helmet. Ah, uh, okay. I don't have the armor chart handy. Hey, Adara oh. is pretty tall. She's six foot six. If she puts on enough of the orc armor, can she pass off as maybe an orc guard? I mean, you could definitely try it. Alright, I think that's what she wants to try. Okay, I got a crazy plan. And I don't know if it's going to work. I'm all ears. Alright, uh, Nilrim, Jessica, you've been caught. And we are your escorts. I don't like this plan. <laughs> Yeah, I figured you wouldn't. Hey, man, I'm always game for whatever. Well, if we've got three casts of invisibility, three of us can be invisible. And one person could just be the prisoner of our orc friend here. That is true. I mean, did I did I hear correctly when he said that if we don't kill him, he must serve us for a year? Yeah. Yes. So, if he's telling the truth, then there we go. And if not, well, then one of the invisible people could just kill him before we all die. Okay, new plan. You three go invisible. I'll be the prisoner. And our buddy over there will walk me in. Okay. All right, so... I don't like the idea of you all in there alone, though, bro. Maybe I should go as a prisoner with you. And the other two go as... Invisible. Well... Well, if you or, guys are oh, invisible, you won't be sorry. 
I can only make one person invisible. It's a concentration spell. I didn't realize that. So I can only make one of us invisible anyways. So Okay. Um so we could have two prisoners and then two people invisible. Yeah, I'll go I'll go as this as the second prisoner. Because I know I'm I'm tankier than you two. I don't think it's wise for a girl to go as the second prisoner. No? No. I thought it might be distracting. I'm blue. That's exactly that's exactly why it's unwise. Oh. Not that I think Caleb would go down that route, but that's that's kind of how. Go down it, Caleb. But I'm tall and I'm blue and I'm super tough. Not it's exactly. It would, yeah. Like Jessica would be would be dominated so fast it wouldn't even be funny. Are orcs she's really not, like she's that? Not, I don't know. That depends on Caleb. Based on what you've seen from uh, from them, they are. <laughs> Based on what you've seen from them so far, they are definitely a more uh, chaotic society than organized. But they also seem to have militant organization. Um, from what Grix told you, you are. They, the ruler is picked by whoever happens to be the strongest. Um, can I do like an insight or something to assess what Grick's opinion or reaction to me has been? I mean, he's definitely found you, uh, you, you, you've noticed him looking at you far more than some of the others, but you're also blue and while that's not uh, unheard of in these parts, it's definitely not common. Yeah. What race are you, anyway? Vidalkin. Oh, right, you're a Vidalkin. Right, right, I forgot. I am hairless and earless and blue. <laughs> I keep on hearing Vulcan every time you say that. Well, she's also awesome. got six fingers, so... That's a, uh, that's a magic gathering uh, creature race. They have six fingers. They have five fingers and one thumb. Are you serious? That wasn't in yep. my information, but that's cool as shit. Mm-hmm. Sorry. All right, so who's going invisible and who is not? And is this the plan we're going with? I like the plan, and Adara is going to insist that the two magic users be the ones that are invisible. I would agree with that. You guys are pretty fleshy. Okay. I don't you hear go anybody. into uh if you go into pics and memes, you can see a picture of Dovin, who is a Vidalcan. It's a pretty good picture of him. Kind of what you look like, only female. Okay, what's our hit points at right now, currently? That's Who's sweet. down a bit? I'm only down a couple. Like, not serious I'm at fine. all. Jessica, Nilrim? I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. I, I'm at full. I haven't taken a hit. As is tradition. <laughs> As it should be. 
Yeah. The the good thing about only being able to cast one invisibility is that once it wears off, I'll have another one to be able to cast or a, or a healing spell or something. Mm-hmm. That is also fair. Unless I trip and fall to my death. Uh, let's not do that. It's our job. Uh, <laughs> all right. So are you guys going to untie Grick for this? We'll have to. We'll, yeah. We'll have to be... Yellow, yeah, K two, and and who's who's gonna be our other prisoner? Is it gonna be Nilrum or is it gonna be? Uh, It'll be Adara. Okay, because because K two and Adara will have to be tied up. Yep. Yep. Well, no, not tied. They'll be loose. We'll be loosely lashed at best. It'll have it'll have to be tied enough to pass a cursory inspection. That's for sure. Yeah, just oh, some yeah. twisted rope. Essentially, you two are the distraction while me and Nilrum go in there and try to kill the hag. Where's Taylor's? We know how to tie a knot and make it look impressive, but not enough that we can, you know, not have it be tied. That's good, because Jessica is not. Excellent. She's Jessica not. is not into bondage. Uh, she's not a sailor. She's just recently become one. Adara is definitely into bondage, so she 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 knows <laughs> knots. She's good. A little shibari for everybody, right? <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Nerum, it's going to be our job to go kill the hag. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Yeah. So okay, uh, the invisibility spell only lasts for an hour. Uh, K2, you're the one who has the spell, right? What? Oh, no, where is it? Nerum. I have the invisibility spell. Oh, this is beautiful. Okay, so we could just cast it on ourselves because as long as we don't get attacked, we'll be fine. Yep. Yeah, but I only got one level two spell left, and I'll be using it to one more to to help us out of the situation. But yeah, I've only got two spells. And... So we're sure we want to go to two of us. We don't want to follow them down to the prison and break them out and go as a party. Well, once we kill the hag, hopefully it'll be in in secret and quiet. Um... Well, I'm hoping that because you guys are going to be falling beside us the whole time. Hopefully we'll get led to the hag, and then we can go from there. Yeah. We'll probably stay. We'll probably stay a little bit back so that we don't get heard while you guys are going up. And then while they're distracted, bringing you two in, we'll uh, we'll sneak in behind them and go try to find suss out the hag. Um, I turn to our orc friend to be like, "Where does the hag usually stay?" And ask, ask if they bring the prisoners to the hag before the cells. Do the where? Or where she, lives in, she lives in the tower. We are not allowed in the tower. Unless okay, we are bringing up... Um, they do bring up people there, but but they come out as skinless ones. Yeah, so you don't, probably don't want to go to the egg. If she's... Uh, maybe. Uh, this hmm. is... This is... So the plan... Your plan... What is your plan? I think we should have them have him deliver those two up to the hag, and then the five of us, including that orc, take on the hag. I don't think that's going to happen. Ideally, we want all the orcs focused on these two, so maybe they can cause a ruckus. I totally can. And then the orcs will be focused on them, so all we have to deal with is the hag. I think right. we aim for getting us as close to the tower as possible, and then we 
better fire and run. Yeah, then, uh, and then uh, we'll ca- I'll we'll need to be able to create another distraction. Do you have any of those uh, grease jar things that you were using there, Adara? Nope, none. The best I can do is give you stones that'll go with extra boom when they hit. Thunderstones? Magic stones. They just make a really loud noise? Yeah, it does extra bludgeoning damage when they hit. Can I loot the bodies, see if they have anything of useful use on them? Um, absolutely. Roll me an investigation. Eighteen. As you start going over the bodies, um, Grix sees you doing what what you're doing, and he like shuffles on his knees over to one of the bodies and starts with his tied up hands going through its pockets as well. And between uh, as you're going through one of them, you you notice one happens to have uh, armor that is less rusty than some of the others, uh, and nicer equipment it you know is old and worn and perhaps not the most well taken care of um but as you are going through it you stumble across a iron key what's this brick that's oh he looks at the corpse that's one of the jailers they take the people up to the to the hag. Rick, get undressed. Okay. Um guy's armor on. Can you untie me please? It's very hard to take off a shirt. Oh yeah. I'm not I'm not sure it's such a wise move to for you to dress up as Grick. Can you pass as an orc? I no, thought he was asking Grick. the orc. So. Yeah, Grick to put on the armor of the guy who normally takes people upstairs. Oh, so you don't want Grick to get undressed. You're trying to undress the other guy. Both. Nope. Both. Okay. Grick is taking off his regular guard armor and putting on the jailer armor so that he can take us up to the hag. Hopefully. I have one. I have one question. Okay. What happens if somebody recognizes that he's not the jailer? He got a promotion because he killed the jailer. Or that's the distraction we need. Or that. Okay. You guys, I'll leave you guys in charge of the distraction. (laughs) Okay, so just so I, I understand this completely. Once you get up there, the two of you that are invisible, are you waiting for this distraction, or are you immediately breaking off and trying to make your way into the tower? I mean, if there's a thousand guards, if there's a bunch of guards on the way up there, I ain't gonna. I'm gonna wait for them because people are gonna run up there. We have to really assess this situation. We we don't know anything until we get there, but we're gonna immediately make our way as close to the tower as conceivable. If we can make our way into the tower, even better. If we can make our way all the way to the hag before the dis- before the distraction, then even better. Why not just follow them up there? And when they all get up there with this guy who's going to bring them to the hag, we all attack together. And if they don't go there? 
What do we well, do? They, I thought that was the whole idea. He's getting dressed in the armor of the person that normally brings them up. So he's getting dressed up and taking them up, and we just follow them invisible. And if it doesn't work? Then we fight. It's the same as Everyone? if we're planned. Well, then Adara creates a distraction, and then the rest of you can go and kill the hag. Yeah, yeah, if we don't make it's it through so, the front doors, then we can still continue on with our plan, but it's... So then the distraction will go off and we'll be surrounded by who knows how many orcs and try to make our way through there invisibly? That's going to be difficult. I'll try and move everyone away. Can you move 100 people? If um, there's that many? Can a naked blue-boobed person do it? Possibly. And they would probably just gather more, wouldn't they? Yeah, but well, away. attacking them. We're invisible. <laughs> no one's going to see us. We can still continue on. Yeah, but if we, I'm just just saying, if we bump up, bump into people and whatnot, we might get attacked. Will, even though, even though we're invisible. The same idea. If we bump into people, if they're not with us. Yeah, but if they're not in a crowd, it's a lot easier to avoid. True. We're not going to be in the crowd. Where I thought we were taking. Well, following well, from a safe distance here. And well, well, we would be in the crowd if we we're going to follow them up. We'd have to be close. Just for that one moment at the doorway. All right, whatever. All right, so you guys, Grick gets all dressed up in the other guy's armor, which does have like a three-quarter face shield, so you can only see the eyes sticking out of it. Grick is ready. Adara's going to loop some ropes around K2's wrists and show him how to just twist one hand a certain way, and then the other one will be able to pull out. And then she does not giggle like a child, because she just said pull out. Um, and, then she'll, and then she'll wrap some rope around her own hands. <laughs> okay, Greg, how far is this? Like, a mile. Oh, we're good. Okay, so I say we hold off on casting the invisibility until we're closer. We're only going to have an hour of invisible. So. Exactly. Alright, so as you guys are moving along, you come to a point where it narrows a little bit and Grit kind of like puts a hand up to stop you. And then kind of walks forward, looks, and like he steps through the doorway and he looks to the left and looks to the right. And then his, his head cocks sideways like he's confused. And then he motions you forward and goes, usually skinless ones in here. Hmm. Well, what do I want to hear right now, Greg? Just telling truth. As you continue along, he goes, do you want to take a look at the big one? He's in the chamber over there. He points down the hallway, down a, a path that kind of diverges off to the side. Sure, I'd like to take a glance at whatever this thing is. Yeah, quite interested. As you guys move yourselves along the, the hallway... Grig doesn't seem to be like he's not even trying to move quietly as he's walking along towards this thing as you come around the corner and you see this grotesque skinless giant holding up this massive pillar of stone above his head 
as he looks down at all of you. Grick kind of smiles. Him not do anything. Him stuck like that. Kind of wish I had a couple bombs on me. That would be fun. So, Grit continues taking you towards your uh, towards your destination, and as as you get up closer, like you notice a, in complete absence of anyone. That's probably not a good sign. You get up towards the end of it, and there's... there's Usually some people down here. Okay. He goes, don't worry. You make good plan. Grick, not fail. Is it a civic holiday, maybe? Is it something you forgot about? Days off? What's a day gonna... off? Uh, Caleb, I'm going to put on my goggles of night and uh, cast invisibility. So should I do the same thing? I don't have those goggles, but should I cast you should per- Now's probably a good time. There's a ladder in front of you that leads to a hatch. Yeah, I- I'm in. I'm going to cast it, too. Okay. Everyone ready? Yep. Grick heads up and he opens up the hatch. And as the light from above beams down, there are several orcs outside. As you notice that there are like a half dozen orcs with spears pointed at Grick. Grick holds up a hand. He says, Gognar has captured the Sister Slayers. Gognar has all of them. Gognar must take them to the last her. There's a bunch of grumbling among the other orcs. You you hear them nattering back and forth. Uh, other than Jess right now, do any of you speak orc? No. Mm, I don't think so. I haven't. If you want, you can just put it in uh, in chat or something like that if you don't want them to know. Oh no, it's totally fine. I just okay. I trust everybody to roleplay accordingly. And you hear them nattering back and forth. You know, to the some of them talking about you know you all these people that were dead, and somehow this one guy has them brought in. But you no, know, they kind of seem to be stepping back as you step out, and behind you or behind him in in tied tied up is the mighty K2, this giant of a man compared to them. Most of them are, you know, five and a half to six feet at, at best. K2 is six, seven. Followed by the blue-skinned Dara, which gets, like, some gasps. And, like, you notice some of them gawking at you, and they're kind of looking confused. Can I roll an insight to read the room? Uh, absolutely. Being six foot six and blue has its, uh, advantages. 
How's that insight? 14. You can't tell if people are afraid, excited, or hostile at this point. There's a lot of chattering going on. Jess, you overhear several of them as they point at Adara, question whether Adara is a hag. That's funny. I'm not going to say anything. But that's that funny. is hilarious and uh, quite insulting, <laughs> considering Crack said they were ugly. <laughs> wait till wait till Jess tells you that. <laughs> I know. Adora, and some of them are pointing at you. You notice that they're pointing like at your cheeks and then rubbing their face like they're confused at how smooth your skin is. Oh. Like visibly, like some of the female orcs are are even like trying to puff out their cheeks to be a little more uh, round like yours. They're they're obviously impressed by your uh, exotic beauty that has obviously caught the attention of some of the uh, some of the men. There's going to be some stern talking to's to the married men tonight. <laughs> Assuming everyone's alive. As Grick just walks forward, holding the key in his hand, and the others are kind of parting way for him as he confidently is just marching forward. Step side, step side, he's saying uh, in, in orc to the others. They do indeed part way for you. Um, Grick is, you can see he's scanning the crowd, but he's not seeming to find anything or the, whatever he's looking for. As you pass through this tiny village that, uh, look, the, the buildings are actually a, a stone and mortar construction and look quite old. Uh, the roofs, however, look like they have been replaced several times, and many of them are now thatch roofs. A few of them still hold their old red tiles, but they are definitely worse for wear. As you are led up to the cliffside that overhangs the uh, that overhangs the village, the village is tucked like right against the side of this cliff, so it's almost always in the shade. And you begin climbing up the stairs of this. Oh, 50-foot cliff that overlooks this little valley. It's really quite pretty country out this way. Lots of trees. Despite, you know, a hag being here, things are kind of robust. But you trek all the way up the stairs that are carved into the... Um, carved into the uh, cliff face. Sorry, my brain decided to die there. As you reach certain points, there are uh, usually an orc and an undead guard, and as they're as you're approaching, they suddenly do a strange salute, and you see Grick freeze just for a second before he just mimics them. You're really lucky he rolled really well there, as he manages to convince all of them that his disguise is indeed not a disguise. You make your way up and you find yourselves at the front door. 
of this crumbling stone tower. It's three floors just kind of sticking out. Sticking out up above this cliff. Video feed. I'm also using a headset, which is plugged into this phone, so uh, forgive me if I'm figuring out new technology. That's all good. Right, that works. It does indeed. As the door, as, as Grick approaches the door and there are two of these humanoids standing at the door, and you can see the muscle tissue as their blank stares kind of stare forward. Grick holding the key up. You can see his hand kind of trembling. He's almost holding it like a holy symbol out in front of him. As he walks forward, puts the key in the door, gives it a turn. With a click, the door creaks open. And you find yourselves in a room with four zombies kind of standing around. Grick kind of looks around. There's only one door in the room. Just a little bit. There's Grick. So these four zombies are kind of standing there. There's one door in the room. The door behind you has closed. What would you like to do? What does Grick do? Grick kind of looks back and forth and seeing only one door starts heading towards it. Then Adara follows. I would like a stealth check out of our two invisible friends. However, you do have advantage. Not good for me. I'm at 12. Ooh, that's that's. Excuse me. One. That's that's. Uh, just want to make sure <laughs> that I did this all right. Yes. Yep. Eleven. <laughs> Rolled a seven and a four. Awesome. So if Adara hears any noise from her invisible friends, she is going to pretend to fall, like pretend to trip over her own feet and fall to the ground. The zombies kind of standing there hear a stone kind of click and click, and one of them kind of like half turns its body in your direction to see you stumble. It sits there. And you continue... On to the next room. This is going to be Adara's plan the entire way. (laughs) Is if there's noise from the invisible people, she's going to fake a stumble. Not going to lie, I said like four different ideas on how you were going to handle this. This wasn't one of them. (laughs) That's all right. You enter through and up the staircase, and as you pass through the hole that used to have a door... It seems to have crumbled 
uh, you enter yourselves into a small library study. The door in the back of the room simply leads into the room with the crumbled hole in the wall, which looks like it used to contain prisoners, judging by the chains on the wall. Um, nobody's in here right now. As you move through the move into the library, you get this. Everybody, roll me. Wisdom, wisdom save. Seventeen. Eleven. You said wisdom saving throw, not a wisdom check. Yep. That's a one, Bob. That's a five. James, you're moving. Yes. Okay, that'll be a 13. All right. Well, with your 13, you do get the, the a tangle like there's magic afoot. Adora... As you walk through the room, you feel like everything in this room has a magical aura on it. Like, literally everything in this room is enchanted right now. The books, the shelves, the chair, the desk. Um, she's going to look... Seems- she'll look at K2 and then say loud enough hopefully for her invisible friends to also be close enough in here and say there is much magic in this room and then she's just going to pointedly look at all the things in the room like where she feels the magic from Grick still uh, still clutching his little iron key as though it is a, like a holy symbol. Unlocks the next door and you wander on up the next flight of stairs. Like I said, I anticipated this would be done very, very, very differently. I mean, I'd love to know how you thought this would go, but I also love that we figured something out that you didn't. <laughs> As you enter into the next room, it's very strange. It's a large open room with two candelabras and a table and sitting in the chair, I don't have a miniature for this unfortunately, is uh, a dead woman in a fancy dress and there is a man in fancy robes with a crown but the man is like withered and very dead looking and he's trying to serve tea to the woman in the... uh, the woman in the chair. You're going to lean over to Grick and be like, what the hell is this? He's going to lean back and be like, I don't know, I've never been here before. Uh, what race are the woman in the chair and the man pouring tea? Uh, they were humanoid. Well, that doesn't narrow it down very much. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of defining features. Fair. Are they large enough that they could be 
larger races, or are they smaller? No, they human elf. Okay. Somewhere along those lines, uh, there's also a large mirror at the far end of the room that can be swiveled around. What can be seen in the reflection of the mirror right now? Uh, right now, it's just pointed at, it just catches this part of the room, and you can see the woman in the chair, okay. and everything appears to be what it is. Okay. Just making sure they have reflections. <laughs> but he's not in the reflection at this point. Oh. Can I move? Uh, would I have to move very far in order to be at the right angle to see his reflection? Uh, not super far. I would like to attempt that without causing you, any trouble. As you kind of tilt the mirror, you see his reflection is not the same. As you see him, instead of in finery, wrapped in bandages, holding this, this porcelain teapot. Without looking up, he kind of acknowledges you. Do the carpen are the carpenters and the cobblers still not speaking to each other down there? Adara looks at Greg. His eyes are wide. They don't have either of these things. Yep. Ah, oh, those petty fools. All of this over, over a betrothal that went wrong. The world will continue, I am sure. He points to a cabinet on the side. Fetch me, fetch me my wine. Yep. <laughs> I lean over to Greg and I'm, let's go. Uh, as you go to the next, like, are you trying to go to the next door? Get him the wine first, then head to the door. Shimmy out as fast as possible. As you bring the wine towards him, he, he holds out a cup and just... Pour, please. Yep. <laughs> As you pour it into the cup, he then puts it to his face and pours, and you can see through a hole in his esophagus, some of it leak out a little bit. Yes. That is fine wine. Leave the bottle. I shall have some more. Absolutely. You hear, you hear a click. He goes, head on upstairs and check on my bedchamber. I shall wish to, I shall wish to, to turn in in an hour or two. Now be gone. Yep. Let's go. You guys make it through to the next section. This is so creepy and awesome. As you open up the next door, we're just going to remove the door. It's a pain in the ass to open them. And you are brought in by Grick. K2, where'd he go? Did we abandon K2 in a previous room? God damn it, where'd K2 
Invisibility, it works wonders. <laughs> there it is. I did not grab it. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Somehow we've managed to get this far. Oh, right, because you bypassed all of the combat encounters by being creative, intelligent people. I appreciate that. Yay. Once the door closed, I'm going to just quickly turn to the room. I don't know where anybody is and go, anybody else get creepy tea party vibe? Adara nods and she says, yes, his reflection was certainly not how he appeared. As you are talking, coming into the room, to this side. How dare you barge into my chambers? <coughs> I need something to drink before I continue with that voice. Oh, yeah. As standing up, scrambling out of bed is this green-skinned woman. Her skin is like sunken and pockmarked and like scarred from from warts or blisters of some sort and a naked or uh, a naked orc who stands up he starts yelling at uh, at Grick only one of you understands unfortunately how dare you disturb me you shall be greatly punished for this. What is the meaning of this? I have no idea what's being said, but I'm going to turn to Rick and be like, Time to earn your life. Kill him. Is there a door from the room that we just came in? Uh, yes. Shut the door. <laughs> Absolutely. Apparently, I don't have a writing utensil. God damn it, I cleaned the table. I hate when I do that. One second. The cord on my headset didn't reach the fridge. Roll for initiative. Seven. Eight. Jessica got 14. Sorry, I have to rewrite this because I used the wrong lines for stuff. Uh, but that does put us at the top with you, Jess. Jess? I was muted. Uh, I'm just going to, once the door shut, I'm just going to reposition, I guess, so that I can get a clear shot at the hag and uh, wait. Uh... So, so I guess in that corner, um, if you're to the left, uh, no, no, the other corner. Yeah, that way. Over there. Yeah, so I can get as clear a shot to the hag as possible. Uh, that puts her. With you've got a clear shot from where you're sitting over the table. Yep, yep, that's the plan. I just don't want to be the first one to engage. I don't want to draw her attention to me. Fair. And what are you holding your action? What's the trigger? Mm. 
I'll actually could. Yeah, I guess I guess it would be wise to ready in action. I will ready. Oh, I will ready a. Uh... Will Bardic Inspiration remove my invisibility? Not an attack. No, but it does affect another character. Let's say it doesn't for now and look it up later. Fair enough. Then how, I will are you going to how are you going to inspire someone without uh, without drawing attention to yourself? Oh, but they need to be able to see me too. Never mind. So that's... Yeah, they need to be able to see and hear me. Never mind. Oh, I, I will just ready an attack then um, once K2 specifically engages with the hag. If that doesn't happen, that's fine. All right. Adara, you're up next. Uh-oh, did we lose the Megan? Oh, yep, sorry. I was also muted. <laughs> um, how far am I away from the dude that was in bed with the hag? Uh, 20 feet. Sorry, I couldn't hear anything. Welcome back. Uh, okay, I'm welcome back. I'm about to walk up in front of him and then hit him twice, hopefully. All right, so you close the gap with your weapon drawn, suddenly staking off the rope bonds that were around you. Awesome. That is. Shit, I lost my numbers. Uh, 19 to hit. And a 21 to hit for the bonus action. Both of those hit. Excellent. Three, four, five, six. Ten points of slashing damage. Ten points of slashing damage. Very good. As your weapon slices across his bare flesh as you uh, caught him in the buff. Unfortunately, it's his turn next, and you're the only person within reach. Fair enough. Alright, well that's an 18, and I need an opportunity attack from you, please. Okay. He rolled a 1. <laughs> you take 9 points of slashing damage from his battle axe. Alright, and... Uh... I rolled a natural 20 on my opportunity attack. Holy. Okay, so what? Uh, what is that? That's 2d4. That's 8 plus whatever you roll. Um, another 8. So 16. Jesus. Plus, what's your damage modifier? I already added it. Oh, okay. You uh, remove his left nipple. Awesome. Which causes him to howl in pain. And she looks at him and says, Next time I aim lower. He seems to get only more angry with that. Nilrim, you are back over here by the door. Um... 
These two are over here, and you are still invisible. What would you like to do? Okay, um... I'm thinking... I'm just... Okay, so the people that are by the doors, are my allies near them, too? Like, within five feet? Uh, your allies are all over here at this point, other than Adara that's gone over here. So right where the cluster of guys are at the door, you said there's more than one there, eh? Those are your people. Oh, shit. Right now, the only two bad guys in the room are Tulak, the uh, the naked chief, and the hag. Okay, um, I guess I'll... Just so that hag doesn't fuck around there. Oh, I can't even do web, eh? No, I can't. It's level two. I, I'm just going to do create bonfire on the, on the hag. Okay, that will make you visible. Yes, it will. Okay, she makes a dex save. It'll be 13. I got 14. She fails. That's five points of fire damage. She screams as uh, the flames lick up her bare legs to other places. K2, your turn. All right, I'm going to run, jump off the table, and uh, bring the hammer down. And uh, which one of them are you bringing the hammer down on? The Hague first. All right. Uh, can I get an athletics check to leap off the table? I wish that was the attack, natural 20. I'm going to give you advantage on the attack because you leap perfectly off of the table, dodging all of the all manner of things that are strewn across it. So it's going to be a 20 to hit. That hits. And this is just with my regular Warhammer. Okay. Two-handed. How much damage? That's going to be 13 points of damage. Ouch. Max damage on that one. As the fire lights up her feet, suddenly a hammer cracks her on the side of the head. Not a good day for her. Under, so that puts you over here now. And now it is Grick's turn, and Grick is going to come around. And he is going to assist Adara, raising up the mace that he took off of the Jailer, and striking down on uh, on the Chief's shoulder. 
He lets out a bellow as he realizes the betrayal. And now it's the hag's turn. <laughs> as she reaches towards K2, does a 17 hit you? Unfortunately, it does. As she grabs you, like her fingers dig into your skin, I would like you to make me a constitution save, please. That's going to be a 15 total. A 15, alright, you resist. You take 11 points of necrotic damage as it as this, almost like the flesh around her fingers starts drying out and decaying, and you manage to resist the greater effects of what she's doing to you. Jess! How bad does K2 look? Um, K2 looks like he's doing alright, but she's uh, definitely more paying more attention to him I want to lose the invisibility. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I will attack her. That is a 25 to hit. That will absolutely hit. Damage of five. Hey, it's a start, right? And now I am visible. You are visible. However, your timing is wise because all of your enemies presently have something standing in front of them. Yes. Adara. Oh, yeah. I'm taking another couple of swings at the chieftain. Um, I just rolled another natural 20 on my first die. So... I assume a 22 Look, will hit, and then 19 I, for the second one. <laughs> uh, yes, with that natural 20, where are you aiming that exactly? I promised him I would aim lower, so I am going for the groin. All right, roll me your damage. Eleven. Oh, Thirteen. Fourteen slashing. For both attacks? Yep. All together. As your blade, like, swings around, it almost seems like it doesn't touch him, and then all of a sudden there's just this plop. As the look in his eyes are the size of dinner plates as he stands there trembling for a second. The moment broken by Grick laughing and going, Dang, you your balls. <laughs> uh, it's now his turn, and uh, he's going to roll shock. Um, he is going to try and run away from you. 
So do I get to stab him as he's trying to run? Uh, yes, actually, that triggers opportunity attacks from both you and Grick. Ooh, well, I only got 11 on that to hit. Uh, that will still hit him. He, remember, is not wearing armor. Oh, that's right. All right, that it. Oh, that's six slashing. Hey, that's still damage. He's now got As a hole in a butt cheek. <laughs> he's got a hole in a butt cheek, and he now has two bruised shoulders. As Grix smacks him on the other one with the, with the, with it, and Jess, you hear, uh, you hear him yell, "Come!" <laughs> As he gets across the room, he pushes a, uh, he pushes on the stone wall, and it pops open. Oh, damn. No room. In the back of the room. What are you doing? Um, so that girl would have to make another deck save. Ah, uh, yes, she would. Uh, that'll be a 13. Yeah, that's seven points of damage this time. Woohoo! Okay. And now, I'm what are you doing with your turn? I am going to be casting a chromatic orb on the hag. Oh, that's going right. to miss. I think I have... Okay, so I have a 9 to hit. Unfortunately, that does miss. Yeah. What kind of damage was that? It was going to... It was gonna, <laughs> It was going to be lightning. Alrighty. Well, unfortunately, that bed that was in the corner is uh, now a charred pile of, of ash that goes flying across the room. <laughs> Very spectacular, though. Anything else, Nero? Um, no, I'll just hang my head in shame there. K2. Do I notice the other guy running away? Uh, you do see him running. However, the hag is between you and him. I'm just going to shout at him, Coward! And then I'm going to bring the hammer down on this hag. Roll your attack. Jess, you are the only one in the room that realizes he's been called a coward twice in two different languages. That's going to be a 23 to hit, and I'm going to pump oh, a yes. level of Divine Smite into that as well. I find that amusing. Actually, Searing Smite. Roll a Constitution saving throw. That'll be a 16. Uh, that's a success, but you're still going to take a little bit of fire damage. It's getting hot, hot, hot. So it's a total of 16. Oh, yeah, 16. Uh, six for fire damage. She is... The, the fire under her feet suddenly erupts around... Like, she is now a beacon... The window, you're absolutely certain that people outside will see the glow. 
as she is torched her skin is now flaking off and she is screaming Grick is going chasing after Tulok because that's what you told him to do and he's going to roll a 4 so he's not going to hit Tulok as you realize why Tulok was going for that door as it slides open you know how there were the skinless ones as Tulok opens the door two flopping piles of skin start slurping their way out into the room gross Grick vomits uh-oh. This is not what he had uh, had anticipated. I'm pretty sure nobody anticipated this. But that puts us with uh, Lady Hag, who has to make a deck save. That'll be a failure, John. Roll your damage. Yay, I got my full eight. You got the full eight. As she sidesteps out of the fire, remaining within reach of K2, as she, her fingernails start turning this black color as she lunges towards you again. Does a 16 hit you? Unfortunately, it does. Alrighty, I'd like you to make me another constitution save. Fifteen. You take eight points of necrotic damage as she again slashes at you with one one of her nails, but as the other one comes in, you manage to sidestep it and pull them out before they can do more uh, more damage to you. Jess. Is the chieftain still, like, conscious? He's still alive. Okay. Yes. Uh, then I'll, take a sh I'll switch targets and take a shot at him. Fire away. Nope. That's an eight. After modifiers? Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah, rolled a two. All right. Well, unfortunately, you miss with your arrow. You do have a bonus action and can inspire someone as they can see you now. I could inspire somebody. I'm just Nobody's putting that out. Real danger, I guess. Uh, I'll inspire Adara. She's closest to the skin things. All right, Adara, it is your turn. All right. Um. Because it's funny, Adara is going to call the chieftain a coward now in her native tongue of a Dalkin. So. <laughs> um, I love you guys. It's a good time. I am going to 
go after the nearest skin thing. Okay, you move towards it as it slurps its way across the bed, and as it, you move towards it, it almost stands itself up in semblance of a humanoid, but not. It's more of a blob that's using itself to hold itself up. Which is really gross, but very cool. Um, so she... Yeah, she's gonna swing at it. Twice. Oh, fuck. That's not going to happen. Nope. She's missing. What's uh, what's your roll? Um, my first die, I rolled a two. Oh. Yeah, so that's a total of four. And my second die doesn't count because I didn't hit the first one. <laughs> Why is it only a total of four? You should be adding... Either your strength or dexterity plus proficiency. It doesn't count. Uh, I don't get proficiency with the scimitar. Why not? Uh, because I'm not proficient in it. The double-bladed scimitar is martial, special, two-handed, finesse. And I have proficiency with firearms and simple weapons. We'll talk about that. Right. We'll talk about that. Anyways, um, moving on. Yes, you unfortunately do not hit the slurpy man. <laughs> slurpy. Slurpy one and slurpy two. They are just skin that it looks like it's been stitched together from more than one person. And now it's Tulak, and Tulak, as he's trying to move into the area that the Slurpy men came from, takes a swing at Grick, and dear god, this guy can't roll for nothing. Oh dear. He manages to cut Grick barely. Up next would bring us back to Nilrim. Okay, so that deck save is still going on, or what? Uh, no, she moved out of that space. Alright then, so um, spell's not looking so hot. But I want to try the chromatic orb again. I'm going to hit that fucker with it. So back at the hag with the chromatic orb. Alrighty. Yeah. Okay, so that's a 19. That will absolutely hit. K2, uh, what kind of damage is it? We're sticking with lightning. Sticking with lightning. K2, you notice the same hand motions coming from Nilrim and manage to take a step back as suddenly a bright flash of white light comes flying across the room. How much? Okay, that's 14. 14. 
as the white light suddenly vanishes, the hag standing in front of you blinks, and you see the smoke sizzling out of the left side and the right side of her. As she slowly turns to look at Nilrim, you see that the lightning has bored a hole directly through her core. As she slumps on the ground, she looks up at you, Curses to all of you. And as she lets out a death rattle, both of the sloopy men suddenly just turn into piles of skin on the floor. Oh, thank God. But the chieftain is still there. Uh, yes, the chieftain is still very much there, and, uh... K2, it's your turn. How many people are in the way of me getting to the chieftain? Absolutely nobody. I'm going to run up to him, and I'm going to... Choke him out. Hey there, sorry, I had to go to the bathroom. So you're going to grab him and try to choke him? Mostly I just won't, don't want him to leave, so I want to basically grapple him in just case he tries to continue to run, so yeah. Alright, you run towards him, make me a strength check. Eighteen. You managed to grab him and hold him still. And as you're holding him, Grick manages to bump him on the head another time. You told him to kill him. Finish the job! Grick does not hesitate as you are holding him and leaning backwards. He just continues to bludgeon over and over and over. And you notice that he's avoiding the head. As he's just like, you you feel like you're getting the wind knocked out, knocked out of you as he continues to bash in the chest until you feel the body in your hands kind of slump down. I slightly giggle to myself. A little concerned, though. Grick looks up at you and goes, You said you wanted heads, so Grick not break it. Thanks. Grick has killed Chief. Not Grick, it's not single combat, Grick. No one else knows. Either way, with combat being over. <laughs> uh, yes, with combat being over. Head collecting time. The floor suddenly gives a shudder beneath you. I think it's running time. Because these things fell apart. I'm going to imagine everything else around here is about to fall apart, which means what's holding the building up is about to fall apart. Oh, boy. Before we All right. Uh, you are presently on the fourth floor. On a cursory glance at the windows, is there anything soft? 
Um, I mean, there's some grass. Luckily, it's not this. The one window is facing away from the cliffside, and the other one is facing towards the cliffside. I do not recommend that one. Physics would not be kind to you. Not so much. So let's make a run for it. As you guys start making your way, making your way out quickly, the the building itself shuddering, stones from above you starting to fall down. Skill challenge. I'm gonna make uh, take one quick second just to crank that head off the the orc's body. Absolutely. Oh, okay. And the uh, the hag. We need the hag's head. Yeah, Adara's still pretty close to that end of the room. She'd like to. Uh... Take the hag's head. Anybody with, a, with an axe could take one clean chop and probably just pop it right off. Yeah. I mean, luckily, Tulak had an axe on him, and you used that to chop off his own head. Mm-hmm. And then her head, both in the bag. We won't bother wrapping it up because we don't have the time, and off we go. We're not going to throw it in the bag. We're just grabbing and going. Let's go. Yeah, we'll put in the bag later. Right. <laughs> Run. Skill challenge. Skill challenge. What skills are you guys going to use to get out of this building as quickly as you can? Uh, I'm barreling through doors. We're not opening doors. I am literally just forcing them open. Strength. Uh, that would probably fall into athletics, which you are proficient with, I believe. I have proficiency in athletics, arcana, and perception. Perception would probably be good. Right. A little bit of housekeeping. Um, something that I want to change with skill challenges is that multiple characters can try the same skill. However, each character can only use a particular skill once per skill challenge. Okay. A little less restrictive. Um, I would like to use... Arcana, based on this being a fairly magical tower held up by a creature that was there by assumingly magical means. Alright, and how are you going to use your Arcana? Um... I don't know... (laughs) Going as quick as possible through that enchanted room. Okay. You know what? That's fair. I will allow that. Otherwise, I've got history if this is an old tower just for navigating. Actually, I'd like to use history. Okay. To to remember the the path that we took so we don't get lost. Absolutely. That's smart. Uh... Uh, John, if you wanted, you could also use athletics to work your way out of the situation. Unless you've got something else you want to try and use. No, um, I'm proficient in that, so let's stick with that. All right, everybody make me rolls. The 15 DC in is history. 13. Sorry, 15 in As you guys race out the doors, K2 just barreling straight through them like 
the wooden doors just give way, some of them exploding into splinters, others just coming off of the hinges, and one door in particular that you run straight into is a pull door, so the whole frame comes out with it. (laughs) And I'm just screaming the whole way. Nilrim, as you're as you guys are going, you realize that it will be faster to get down the stairs by grabbing the doors that K2 is using and uh, using them as a toboggan down the stairs. It's not the most orthodox or the most comfortable, but it does save a few seconds. As Jess leads the party exactly through the right way, as you come back down into the main uh, the main floor to find that the zombies that had been there have fallen apart into piles of bone and meaty bits as you burst out the front door as you notice the rocks overhead begin falling down the cliffside landing in the valley boom boom as you guys press yourselves up against the edge the tower starts coming down as it falls down into the valley passing over top of you narrowly missing you as rocks are falling down it falls, falls, it shatters into thousands of bricks in the forest below. Well, what's a new clearing now, I guess? Hmm. Grick immediately panics as he starts making his way down. Doesn't look like any of the buildings were hit uh, as they were right up against the cliff, but as he goes barreling down the down the stairs ahead of you guys, what would you like to do? Are you just gonna meander your way down? Uh, yeah. Dara will just meander down. She's not in a huge rush. Weapon in hand, just in case any villagers get a naughty idea. As you guys, I have an idea that caused a lot of ruckus, and there's probably people gathering. Oh yeah, people are kind of pouring out of their houses. You can see that, like people are moving towards the crash tower. You can see people looking, pointing up at the top, and then look, going through over to this pile of stones. That's like it's a big pile of stones. Um. But yes, the village has come alive with people. I have an idea. What's your idea? All right. Uh, I'm going to turn to Grick and I'm going to say, Grick, tell them to make way. And then I cast Silent Image and take on the appearance of the uh, hag. Grick is startled by this at first, but then realizes that there's no way that you have turned into the hag. The hag was in the tower, so if she wasn't dead before, she's yeah, probably this... not alive, alive anymore. This... So he yeah. he makes his way down, and you hear him, you know, calling, "Make way! Make way! Out of the way! Out of the way!" Yeah, this is going to take a lot of concentration on my part because it's only a hologram, so. All right, so you're moving through the uh, through the crowd. What would you like to do with that? 
now that the crowd is getting away from you as you're making your way, I assume, towards the Fallen Tower? Oh, I thought we were leaving. Uh, we're leaving. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this tower business, but where the heck out of here? I only have this for 10 minutes. This is a very temporary solution. <laughs> All right, so people are getting out of the way. Some of them come over and, you know, they're trying to ask you questions. I ignore them. Eyes forward. <laughs> I would like you to make me an intimidation roll. Oh my god, intimidation is like my, not a very good skill for me, but we'll we'll see. That's an 18. Woo! Nobody wants to ask you twice. It is very obvious that you heard them and you are ignoring them. Excellent. This woman's reputation is definitely playing itself out for you. I thought that, you that was the only hope I had. <laughs> well, you definitely managed to create a uh, distraction as you guys get to the woods and you're probably about an hour away. Grick kind of stops and says, I, I have favor to ask before we go. Can I please make sure my my Grick Grickelda is okay. I go back and check and then I'd be right back, promise. Adara's just gonna look at her party and say, We don't need to take him. He should stay here with his family. In fact, I insist upon it. I I have one request. Rick, you do your best to make sure that nobody in this village goes anywhere near that town. He looks at you and goes, why would we do that? That's a long walk. Good answer. Let's get the hell out of here, guys. Mm-hmm. He, he bows and says, "If I, I will stay as you command. If you ever need anything, stop by. You guys Excellent. make your way out into the woods, and he makes his way back to the to the village. As soon as we're out of earshot, I'm gonna say the rest of the party. Oh yeah, he's totally dead. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the town, the rest of that orc village is gonna murder him so hard. Maybe not. He got the killing blow on the chief. He could take over. Maybe. There's more pressing matters going on in that village right now. So let's go. This is true. We've got some money to make. Yep, you guys have a lot of money to make. And as you guys make your way out of the forest, you, uh, or through the forest, you trek, and it's it's a long trek back to get back to where, you know, it's over a mile trek over land to get back to where the hag was, which was another couple miles away from granny willows which is another hour outside of Murdeth. so you get your way up to granny willows as she sees you coming and looks at all of you and you're you know you you look like you've had a day she goes i heard a bang please come in sit down have some soup we're making dinner she claps her hands and a couple chairs come skittering out and like pull up behind you take a seat take a seat if you want you stay for supper are you, she goes, 
I'm, I'm glad to see that you've all returned. What happened? Oh, lots of stuff. We succeeded. Nobody oh. should have any more problems with the tiny ogres. She smiled. I thought you would be a competent group of individuals. It's the no, that's table. Not, let's not get carried away now. That's a word for us, sure. <laughs> Adequate would also you, applies. <laughs> would you prefer the word um, effective? That's also a word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, she uh, she's going to feed you guys dinner, and you guys have the option of staying here the night, or you can head back into town. It's only an hour on foot. I'm all I'm all for free room and board. Yeah, so I need to do have a ship. True, I but our ship is like way the heck over there. Free We're room right and board is right good. Now. I think we should stay here for the night. Food, eat, sleep, die a little on the inside. Mm-hmm. We'll skin things with crows. All right, then I think here's a good place to to wrap up the evening. Mm-hmm.